Hello and welcome to the Nourish Gut Podcast. This space is for you if you suffer from digestive issues such as IBS, SIBO or even bowel disease. This is also the place for you if you're thinking about having a baby or if you have young children and would like to learn more about the infant microbiome. I am your host, Carly Raven. I'm a naturopath, clinical nutritionist, gut health expert and mother. My mission is to resolve complex gut health issues and reduce the prevalence of gut disorders by educating parents just about how vital gut health is in infants. So if you're ready to get your shit together, please grab a cup of tea, sit back and enjoy and let's improve our guts together. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Nourish Gut podcast. Today we're going to be talking about why you could be bloated. Bloating is probably one of the most common digestive symptoms that present in my gut health clinic. It is a symptom of many different gut health conditions, whether it be IBS, SIBO, IBD, even things like cancer, endometriosis, and other conditions that extend beyond just the digestive symptom as well. So the first thing that I want to send out as a message to you all listening today is that bloating isn't normal and it can indicate that something isn't quite right in your body. So generally bloating occurs after we have meals and, you know, that little bit of uh, feeling full and, and satisfied would be normal, but Bloating is typically when that abdomen becomes really distended and, you know, where you start to have to undo your jeans and your clothing, Um, you've got pain, maybe you've got noises happening and you can hear the gas popping away in your tummy Um, and even just like pressure, like that that sensation and, and feeling and need of like curling over and laying in your bed on your tummy. Um, for some patients or even maybe putting that pressure um, can make it worse as well. So I would say most people have experienced bloating in, in their life, but there are definitely some people that suffer from this every single day. You can get bloating that progressively gets worse as the go, go, day goes on. So after you're eating different meals, so you know it might start at breakfast time and then after you've eaten breakfast it starts to get progressively worse and then you have lunch and then you're like okay now I'm really feeling a bit gross and typically I would say maybe like 70 to 80 percent of patients I work with say that they feel really awful at night time like that is just when they're like feel sick maybe they start to feel nauseous they start burping start farting Um, but that abdominal bloating and distension is really you know, predominant in their life. There is another handful of patients um, where they actually wake with bloating. Um, when, When you're actually going to bed and overnight, you actually have a lot of digestive processes that start to kick in. It's one of the most prime times for your digestion to be in kind of like cleansing and detoxing and Um, a lot of processes are happening overnight. So sometimes when there's um, digestive issues and that food isn't being digested and cleared and passed through all of the different channels of digestion at the right times, 
you can have that excessive fermentation and the digestion can't do what it needs to be doing overnight um, and then patients wake up with just like as soon as they wake they feel awful they're bloated they're just already those digestive symptoms are starting to wreak havoc with their day so if this is you i want you to know that it's not normal and if you've been told that there's nothing wrong with you um, i want to give you hope and i want to say we can address this and you can um, get rid of bloating. So today in this podcast, we're really going to be talking about why you might be bloated and some of the underlying causes to bloating. There are lots of different things and it's really, really specific to the individual. And this is why individualized healthcare is so, so important. So again, I will probably say this on every podcast that I do. Um, everything that I'm talking about is in general nature. It isn't used to diagnose and treat you as a particular person. And I would always recommend um, speaking to somebody who understands the microbiome uh, to truly help you and navigate you through this process so that you can uh, get rid of the bloat um, properly and and keep it away. Um, So basically to summarize what is bloating, it's the inability to properly digest foods and or an over-fermentation of food. So some of the really common uh, triggers, and let's talk about food for a moment. Let's start with food because this is like most people will link bloating with food. And yes, it can be happening. Um, And yes, food can cause bloating. But something that I really want to get across to my audience and you listening is that food isn't the enemy and the way that I work with my patients is trying to promote a diet of inclusion rather than exclusion and I'll talk more about different diets and the FODMAP diet and things like that in in future podcasts and go into you know what we should be doing and, and more about food intolerances and things like that in other podcasts because they're topics in their own but so many people are reacting to food feeling like they had food intolerances, starting to eliminate every different food, becoming completely confused and then overwhelmed. And then there's food restriction, there's fear of food kicking in, and then that starts to affect their social life. Um, So what, what we really need to be doing is addressing the underlying causes of bloating so that food intolerances and triggers don't exist. And we're going to go more into that in another podcast. But basically what can happen is you can have fermentable foods such as FODMAPs, carbs, and sugars. You can have, that's one category of food that might be triggering bloating. The second one is difficult to digest foods. So these are things like dairy, grains, meat, and raw foods that may trigger some bloating. And then you've also got uh, mealtime practices, things like overeating and not chewing your food properly that is also associated with food that might cause you to bloat so we need to be looking into all of these and considering you know is this going on for you and and do we need to investigate that a little bit further when it comes to more functional reasons for bloating there is five different uh, areas that I always explore with my patients Um, and these often can be some of the underlying causes for bloating, but all of these areas need to be addressed to resolve complex gut health issues. You can't just focus on one area of digestion and expect to be, you know, for that to be gone forever. It's something you have to work out forever, but 
you need to be looking at all of these different five areas and making changes and checking that everything's in balance, everything's working properly to also prevent relapse and for that bloating and other digestive symptoms to come back. So the first one is actually looking at stomach acid bile production and enzyme production. Um, the second one is looking at an imbalanced gut microbiome, one of my favorite, and that's within the small bowel and the large bowel. The other thing that you've already heard me talk about on this podcast is bacterial overgrowth. Okay, and again, that can be in the small bowel or the large bowel. The fourth area when it comes to functional reasons for your bloating is looking at motility. Is the motility in your bowel altered and is that causing your bloating? There's a thing called the migrating motor complex and this deserves its own podcast. So, um, you know, we want to make sure that that migrating motor complex is clearing out that bacteria to prevent bacterial overgrowth, to prevent an imbalanced gut microbiome and to ensure that all of those areas of that digestive system are working properly and not leading to digestive issues. And then, of course, you've got more structural anatomy. So making sure that, you know, the structure of your all of your digestive organs and processes are working properly. And sometimes the structural anatomy and things are, are missed and can actually be um, the hardest ones to, to really rectify as well. So it's really important to be um, screening for those and making sure that that's not going on for you as well. So the next layer is looking at the root causes, right? So you may have acid imbalances, enzyme production really low, bacterial overgrowth, maybe your migrating motor complex isn't working well, and maybe your sphincter up in your upper stomach um, isn't working very great. Um, Or maybe you just have one of those or a couple of those things. But why? Why has this happened? Why do you have bloating? right? It's, it's all well and good to say, oh, yep, let's give you some enzymes and some hydrochloric acid. But why did that get low in the first place? So let's have a chat about kind of the five key areas that I see um, as root causes for a lot of digestive um, issues. And we can actually test for a lot of these things as well, which is really exciting. So the first one is gut infections, gastroenteritis, food poisoning, traveler's diarrhea. I cannot tell you how many patients work with me and say, I went to Bali and I had Bali belly and I have never been well since, or I got gastroenteritis or I picked up Giardia or, and I had to have triple antibiotic therapy. And ever since that moment, I have not been well since so common and can be the root cause and the trigger for your digestive issues. And if you don't fix that, if you don't rectify that, if that infection is still hanging out there, if that's still affecting your migrating motor complex and triggering immune responses and inflammation in the gut, your gut's kind of having an unwanted party (laughs) and your bacteria, it's all just gone a bit hectic. So we really need to be looking at infections. The second one is SIBO, and this is, um, you know, SIBO, LIBO, um, and fungal, you know, you can put fungal overgrowth into this category as well, um, is overgrowth of bacteria in the small or large bowel. And SIBO in itself is a root cause, but you can then also make sure that when you're treating SIBO and screening for SIBO, that you're also looking at these other important things to work out what caused your SIBO. Okay, it, it, it is complex. 
Like it's not as simple as just taking a probiotic or having some enzymes. You need to take a step-by-step process to actually work out why you're bloating or why you're constipated. We also need to be looking at genetic issues, surgical um, things, so like the removal of your appendix or your gallbladder and the implications that that might have now on your digestive um, system and the processes and um, is that leading to bacterial overgrowths and imbalances. And stress. Stress is an epidemic. I wish if I had a magic wand, I would just cast a spell on everyone so that we could no longer feel the effects of stress. And look, stress is also good. We need stresses in our life because it develops grit and um, resilience and it's, it's a normal thing. But unfortunately, it's become an epidemic and we are becoming more and more less in tune with ourselves and our bodies and what we need. And that causes digestive issues. So very briefly you know stress would be a huge trigger for my clients with bloating you know even my ibd patients will always mention that the moment they go through a stressful event it can actually trigger the flare-up um in their ibd and they can start passing you know profuse diarrhea and blood in their stools again so it is a really important area to look at you know trauma past traumas trust past stresses, PTSD, making sure that that is being looked at and addressed and that you're putting things in place to manage this stress and to become more resilient. We can't remove stress, but it most definitely affects our digestive system through the vagus nerve, but also through the thousands of other amazing nerves in the enteric nervous system that are all connecting into our guts. If you could see me right now, I'm like literally like wiggling my fingers into like pretending there's a gut in like with my gut and I'm like oh all these nerves there is so many and it is so important so do some deep breathing I'm gonna take a breath now because I feel like you know talking about stress makes me stress sometimes because it's just so big all right so that is kind of a summary of some of the reasons why you might be bloating and suffering from bloating. So I hope that that kind of has helped you navigate and given you a little bit more of an understanding about, you know, bloating in itself sounds like a simple symptom and maybe it's something that you could keep putting up with. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is really affecting you. But I just want you to know that you don't have to be bloated and you can resolve bloating. It's just a matter of investigating all of these areas and finding out what's causing your particular bloating. And it will be different to your best friend. It would be different to your mother. So make sure that you're seeking individualized healthcare advice. I'm going to leave you with that today. Remember to do some deep breathing. And I'm going to leave you with another little reminder to just Practice some better mealtime practices. I think they're two things that we can really easily do to reduce our bloating. So don't overeat. Be mindful when you're eating and chew your food properly and breathe. Stop and breathe multiple times a day. I will see you in the next episode. Did you like what you heard? Leave us a review. 
If you'd like to learn more about my Nourish Gut program or the Nourish Gut Kids membership, head over to my website. Would you like to be a part of a community that gets it? Join our Facebook group, Nourish Gut Community, or come and follow me over on Instagram. All of these links can be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time on the Nourish Gut Podcast.